Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 284, December 12th, 2019. 53 degrees was the high on this day in 1968, and 15 below in 1879. You're hearing uh, Stephen C. Anderson in the background, and he and John Height are going to get it on. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Kenny. They're going to get down. Get down. That's it. Stephen C. Anderson's with us, and this uh, Tuesday, December 17th, is your, is it the fifth concert, Steve? Correct. Steve's got a microphone, huh? And it's uh, 7.30 p.m. at the Cathedral. It's free, but is there something people should be doing to ensure that they're going to get in? We'd love them to sign up on Eventbrite so we can staff it up. Okay, Eventbrite. And you can get your... uh, Uh, get a priority there so you get in the door. Is that correct? Exactly. All right. Uh, Just go to eventbrite.com, right? And search Stephen C. You'll find it. Featuring Stephen C. and guest-starring award-winning jazz and R.B. vocalist Patty Peterson, special appearance by the Mm -hmm. St. Cecilia and Gregory Cathedral Choristers, conducted by Jane Winnagle, with organist Lawrence W. Lawyer and Chris Ganza. Uh, It's a fabulous show. The, the CP, I think, seen three out of the last four. Yep. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. But what you might hear today, playing with our own John Height, which I understand was your bucket list wish. Well, it's, it's today. That's very <laughs> sad. That's really sad, sad Steve. It's really sad. Yes. The uh, fact that your bucket list involves playing with a broken down a weekend warrior guitar player. <laughs> yeah, was, was that bucket a wish list to kick? The bucket? I'm not sure about that. Joe said it's my big break. Before we go any further, I've always wondered about the acoustics in that room. I've been there uh, for a wedding, and that's it. How do you like the sound in there? It's amazing. It's an eight-second reverb. In fact, I have on my keyboard the cathedral setting. So it's not quite wow. it, but yeah. it's really yeah. cool. That's so cool. To play, you have to learn to play with the space, not at it. And yeah. uh, it's just it's one of those things for days after this show, I am just like, Crazy, yeah. Johnny, cool. you raised your eyebrows when Patty, Patty Peterson, yeah, was, yeah. was mentioned. Love the Peterson family, they're royalty, music royalty in the Twin yeah. Cities. Cool, Hall of Fame. All but of Stephen, you right don't now. play this. This is your portable carry around piano, eighty-eight keys. But you move your grand piano in there. Yes, it's a nine-foot Bosendorfer, twelve hundred pounds. I don't move it. No, <laughs> you have and, professionals uh, move. Laurel exactly. and Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And so every time you move a piano, don't you have to retune it? Yep. And do you have a guy, one I guy? I do. I used to pretend to be a tuner, but I use a real pro for that. <laughs> yeah. What if you have to move that thing, like, to New York? That'd be extra tuning. Okay. <laughs> Tell us more about your career, because you've recorded and you continue to record and... Yeah, I've been one of the really lucky musicians. I went to Hamlin University where they, they always recommended I had something to fall back on because it's hard to make money in the music business. And I would say, tell me that again. And it inspired <laughs> me. So I've been playing professionally for decades and uh, record a lot of originals and cover songs. In fact, my catalog just hit 700 tracks. Really? Nice. really? Yeah, so the and streams it, are nice to me. You can go to stephenc.anderson.com. Actually, just stephencmusic.com. Stephencmusic.com. Love it on the Google. If you just Google Stephen C., you'll find me number one. How do you, uh, how do you want to start this? Should Stephen start playing and, John, you figure out how to join He's, in? Or either or. It doesn't matter. What you, I mean, start. You, you want, want to, you to start. Like a, maybe a like, swaying little jazz blues kind of thing? You go. I'll follow you. G-O-K? I like Does that G. work for piano? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, that's not going to work for the podcast. It's not. <laughs> I think it will. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, 
Positive Thursday. set list for the cathedral it's <clears throat> a lot of traditional songs we are putting some more modern ones the kids are going to sing silver bells which i'm so excited about right. there's a little uh, rumor about a duel between the pipe organ and the piano on, <laughs> on jingle bells like, oh that'd like be fun improv be cool. thing so instead of doing jingle bells like <laughs> it could be kind of moody There's nice. some of that going on. That's fantastic. And, um, and this year, to, a little different too. We're bringing in extra sound and lights, and so it's a it's a whole production. Very nice, yeah. And I peeked at the weather; it looks calm. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, seven thirty p.m. at the cathedral. All right, Steve, you start, and let's see if John can follow you. <laughs> what are we doing, Steve? Um, maybe something a little like. Oh, nice. That's amazing. It's the skating song. With that. No, wow. No. Oh, is that wonderful? That's a song that gives you chills. I yeah. love it. Very nice. I love Very it. nice. All right. Thanks. I like Steven's lead. Let's do something else. I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> cool. You want to promo that cathedral concert? I'm getting little, my money's worth. A little older and traditional E minor. Great.
You guys were yeah. meant for each other. We're going to go on the road. You were meant for each other. God, I wish Steve, I could play an instrument. Steve, have you ever played in a blues or rock band? Yeah, but when I was younger with a lot more heroes in a rock band yeah. called Ground Control. Oh, yeah? And we were, like, really good. Yeah, That's a I great bet. name, too. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Did you play all around the region? Yep, Twin Cities, all yeah. sorts of clubs. Had an old Hammond B3 organ we used oh, to bring around. Oh, that'd be great. How'd you haul that? We needed a special truck for ours, yeah. which Do is all terrible. Those, you know, did, you have, like uh, did you have the Leslie, too? The big Leslie speaker? <laughs> Not... Now you don't need the Hammond. You can use that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a fan. Explain this piano to us. It's fantastic. It, it does stuff like this, too. <laughs> oh. oh, we can have nice our strength. debate. <laughs> John, oh. your turn to lead. My turn to lead, yep. huh? Yep. Well, let's just do it. Did you ever know a piano tuner named Maury Michelson on Randolph Avenue? Hmm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Maury. Yeah, Maury's. Hang on, be right with you. Did you be know right my aunt Signy? She played uh, organ in the no, church. No, no, no. But they, <laughs> sure. you know, he was a big time pian, uh, piano tuner. Uh-huh. Well, my grandma Anna was the organist at St. Agnes. She coming? She's wonderful. Well, she's been Not a with long us. Okay. time Whoops, gone. Okay, been we'll a long time it. gone. Okay, why can't they hear it? You're also oh, on. Oh, you're also on Twitter at uh, oh, at Stephen C underscore music. Correct. There you are. There he is. <clears throat> Pianist, composer. Trying to, uh, I'm trying to book musicians for my funeral, and uh, <laughs> still, and uh, I, since I, I, none of us like singers, we, we don't want any singers yeah. there. Uh, but one uh, request I have, the, the song I really want is Bohemian Rhapsody. John, do you know any of Bohemian? I, I don't. I do you, do you know any? Steve, I would need a chart on that one. Yeah. There's a few, yeah. few notes on that. So, so if you could work on that and then be, oh. be available on the, the day I die, I'd, uh, be I'd available. Be, that I'm could ready. conflict with the cathedral. Performance. I appreciate right. that. Yeah, it could be any time, Steve. It could uh-huh. be any time. Steve, what's your favorite music to play? You know, I love a variety of stuff, but I do love a lot of that contemporary piano kind of stuff. I, I do well on the streams for the kind of the world of spa music and that mm-hmm. relaxation kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can get that on satellite radio. Yeah. Will I hear you on satellite radio? Yes, you will. What channel? Nice. What, what's um, the channel called? Spot? Well, I have a, my own Pandora station. Really? There's a lot on, on Spotify. What the hell? The guy's Apple a big music. timer. <laughs> Explain uh, the Oprah connection. I did a, a charity CD called Spare Key, and the people who did that, they won the award for Use Your Life. And okay. so they used my music in the background. I was uh, not intendedly at a young boy's funeral, and I was inspired. Oh, I wrote a song called Opus Darien that started a charity called Spare Key. Okay. So we got to have music on Oprah. Is Spare Key, that is, are they local? Yes. Is that uh, Eric? Um, he used to be with the mayor's office. I believe so. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a very good charity. Will you play that for us? 
Uh, it's a bit more of an intense piece. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> what kind of piano is that? A kawaii? Yeah, and I, it's a, really a great fake piano. But my why? Why would you call it a fake piano? Well, because it's not real. It doesn't it doesn't have hammers hitting strings like oh, the, okay. the Bosendorfer? Okay. I've had it for twenty three years. Yep. And it's still in perfect condition. It's in great shape. It's, do they get better the older they are? I think so. Really? I do. Yeah. When, they, will, when will the movers move your piano into the cathedral? Monday morning. And uh, every time they move it, I get a little bit nervous. Oh, because bad. They've oh, done bad. it so many times, yeah. but right now the steps are quite icy. I was going to say, yeah. that has to be harrowing. Yeah, so no Laurel and Hardy there. No, <laughs> no, not the music box. <laughs> that was crawls. what that Laurel and Hardy episode was called, the music the box. The music box? Yeah. Okay. I believe you. And then they finally get up there and we're told, why didn't you guys just drive around and use the alley? <laughs> <laughs> so you, have you studied classical? Can you can you give me some Rachmaninoff? Um, <laughs> Throw something at me? Just like that. Wow. Yeah, I, studied I, classical. I love he's Chopin, one of my favorites. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Biggest request, most requested song. You know, it has to be like if I'm playing the country clubs and stuff, it's all of that, like Sound of Music or Phantom of the Opera, okay. show tunes, Les Mis, all that. Oh, Fonte, you got any Fonte? Wonderful brunch, no. No, it's all about uh, brunch music. Piano Man, do you know that? Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I recorded that, and I wanted to like make it not like Piano Man, so it was right. like... <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, Steve, I don't want to try to one-up you and compare careers, but I, I do know either. how to play the theme song to Dallas. I learned really? that in like you the fourth grade. You want to jump over? God, no. No, because I'll butcher it I right now. I don't even know the theme song to Dallas. Okay, Chris. Oh, that's okay. enough? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got to have one more from you, too. One more? Yeah. I, I want a blues, uh, hmm. something, something blues? that rips, too. You want a slow blues? blues or no, yeah. no, no. See, what do you want? How about a... Blues, think, blues just, riff and B, watch him for the changes and try to keep up, okay? <laughs> Perfect. Good call. I don't oh, think, we'll, you, do, I don't think we'll do B, though, okay? No. no, okay. Just saying. Got it. What do you like? Oh. I, he's so fast. You, know, you know what? Rookie fast. was right. Chuck Berry. You guys got to know Chuck Berry. Well, we could do some Chuck Give Berry. Give me that opening life. riff from Chuck Berry. Come on. He used it in every single song. <laughs> John, you don't seem like you're into it. Put, put a little more effort into it, Johnny. I'm just, what? All right, you, you asked for it. Here we go. He's been challenged now. Is that better? Yeah. There you go. That's what I need. With feeling. With feeling, yeah. <laughs> Make the faces. Okay, take it from the top. Take it from the top. Here we go. Stephen C. Anderson and his, and his hero, John Hyde. <laughs>
when you like what you're doing, you don't go to work. Damn. Did you bad. notice? For sure. Did you notice the dynamic there, Suge? Mm-hmm. And this is why guitar players are just right underneath singers as the most irritating person yeah. in the band. <laughs> true. John. It's true. John was completely 100% focused on himself and his playing. No, I was. And that's listening. fine. He was listening, I was to, Steve. listening to Steve. Wait, wait. That's fine. And Steve, on the other hand, was playing and focusing and looking at John. Uh-huh. Well, you, don't, you don't have to look to hear it, Kenny. Uh-huh. I could hear it. I felt it, too. Whatever you yeah, say. See? Whatever yeah. you say, Johnny, lead guitar I, man. I even threw in a little, uh, you know, Grateful Dead stuff at the end there for Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Christmas Together with Stephen C. Tuesday, December 17th, 7.30 p.m., the Cathedral of St. Paul. And to ensure that you'll get in, go to eventbrite.com. Well, right, Stephen? We, we can we do one more thing? Absolutely. So, see, see, why don't you just play a ballad? Just let me know what key we're in, and so they get an idea of what's going on and how nice and pretty and stuff. And they, and yeah. We're in C. C. And I just want to okay. quickly just say how much I appreciate being on here. This oh. is awesome. Oh. I've been listening Anytime. to the show for a long time. Well, as you learned here in the last 45 minutes, we're just a bunch of meatheads <laughs> with really neat jobs. <laughs> if you come in every day and do it, it's really yeah. not that big no. a deal. You know? I'll be seasonal then. All right, here we go. <laughs> Crap. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah. That was really good. I was you, trying to knock off one of your guys' bumpers. That one that goes like. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which that's, one is uh, that? That's my kid's, actually. That's, that's nice. My kid did that one. You should see his kid. He is. Oh, uh, the next time, bring him, too. Yeah, yeah right. that would have been great. Hey, actually. let's have a next time. Yeah. Let's oh, have a next time. You know what I want to do, too, for uh, um, St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. I want to play live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh boy. Well, let's make that date right now. All right. Let's book it. Yeah. And let's get Dill in here, Johnny. Sure. Yeah. He's Sweet. In, he's in town. I'll Steven? be the... P- yes. Are you available? Let me March check 17th. Let me check my boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the whiskey. It, it doesn't, it's not fair, Such, that he's going to tear down and leave. I feel like the, the four of us should, should leave, leave, and John <laughs> right. and Steve should be right. just left to their own devices. Because that's when the you two would agree, that's when the magic happens, yes. right? After oh, everybody's left the club and there's nothing but musicians in there, and you guys end up jamming till four should, in the morning. Should we try it and go in the other room? <laughs> we, should, we, we should just go <laughs> home and let these see. two guys do their should thing. Should we go in the other room? We go in the other room. Huh? I can't let you go, man. you got to do one more. Yeah. <laughs> Is it more difficult to play on this? 
because it's, you don't have the the your your home base this piano. Is, this is a weighted key, so it's pretty close. Yep. Okay. So what's it called? What's that dynamic on stage called when you do a? a it's call and response, right? Yeah. yeah. So can you can you guys wing a call and response thing? <laughs> what key? Uh, I think that was C. Or we can do it in G. It doesn't matter. I've always wanted to be a producer. <laughs> Johnny, you can throw us something. One, two, three, four! <laughs> Greta Van Fleet! Yes! <laughs> oh, sorry, okay, so I let just... Let me try one thing. All right. Here we go, ready? Oh, God. Oh, right no. there we go. If I remember, here's where Rook breaks Shop the keyboard. Sticks. Uh, I'm I'm okay, Stephen, Stephen. <laughs> We're, we're bound by all sorts of strange FCC rules on right. podcast in terms of the music we can play. Mm-hmm. Right. But nothing can, nothing can, all those well, but nothing can prevent him from playing something. Right. right. Just say it's my arrangement. Sure. Well, give me another arrangement from Vince Guaraldi. <laughs> Let's see. I do the Christmas time is here, and that's kind of like, well, there's always a... It, four morons who were offered piano lessons as a kid. Yeah. They said, "The yeah. hell with that." Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I could yeah. have free drum lessons from Red. Yeah, but yeah. I said, "Nah, I don't want to." I'd do rather that. ride yeah. my motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> I <don't> play baseball. <laughs> right. When I started lessons, I told my mom, "No, I'm going to be a baseball player. Yeah. I'm not going to play yeah. piano." Well, I think Johnny suffers from that too, don't, don't <laughs> you? Well, I played baseball through college and didn't really learn how to play guitar until I was in my twenties. I hey, played, but it was all. <laughs> Wait, are you guys turning that into magic? Wait a minute. <laughs> Steven, uh, yes, Rook? Uh, yeah, I could have got drum lessons and then done things like this. Is it true that you're the funniest comedian in the world? I am the funniest guy in the country. Really? Tell me, what's the secret Timing. of your success? <laughs> Grandpa Red. And we would have brought drums in for Such, but usually uh, about 30 seconds into the song, his shoulder gives out and yeah. he can't continue. Yeah. Fifth annual Christmas get-together with Stephen C. Tuesday, December 17th, Cathedral of St. Paul, 7.30 p.m. Uh, there's a suggested donation of $10, but try to assure you're getting in by going to Eventbrite, one word, B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.com. And uh, right now I'm going to remind you again, March 17th, you're back. All right. Oh, Danny boy, I'm ready. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you to Stephen oh, yeah. C. We're going to be back in just a bit. Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview is our one-stop, family-owned, third-generation body shop and has single-handedly, all alone, brought back Positive Thursday here at Garage Logic. Mike Schoonover, I've already got him on the phone right now, and he's going he's gonna to turn my son's frown upside down. Boy, uh, my kid had a mishap last weekend in his beautiful Silverado. He creased the left rear quarter panel in a parking garage. 
Now, you remember when you were 19 and you put that first dent or crash in your vehicle? Remember how devastating that was? At that age, you rightfully take great pride in your ride and wrecking it. I'm telling you, it crushed his soul. So he he filed a a claim with his insurance company, informed them that Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview will be the repair shop. And now he has an appointment next week. He's going to bring it into an adjuster for the insurance company where they're going to tell him, uh, I don't know what they're going to tell him, actually. That's why I have Mike on the phone. What's going to happen, Mike? Hey, Kenny, what they're going to do is they're going to just uh, explain the repair and uh, claims process, write up an estimate, gather all the information that they need so that they can settle the claim. And then he is free to come to us and have the vehicle fixed. And if there's anything that's missed, we just work with the insurance company and get it all hammered out after that's, uh, while we're doing the oh repair process. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly it's what he needs, and that's what I wanted to hear. And those repairs at Schoonover Body Works, they're guaranteed uh, for Ben as long as he owns this truck. So if something he sees something down the road, he just goes to Schoonover, gets it fixed. That's a positive. In business for over 80 years and consistently rated as one of the number one body shops here in the metro, you have a choice. You absolutely have a choice. Our choice at Garage Logic, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. He had no idea he'd be this good today. Joe Souchere. Yeah, CI girl. Good. Damn. That was Jennifer. Say, <laughs> so remember, I'm, it's Positive Thursday. I'm trying to keep this positive, and I think I think I have a way to look at this. Uh, we're in a climate crisis, as you know. Right. right? And, and the latest is now that uh, in order to stop the crisis, we have to stop eating meat in 10 years Ooh, oh. by the year 2030. I'm out. Because, uh, <laughs> because that will stop us from... Uh, of the earth melting and uh, destroying ourselves. So I guess it's positive that even though it's a crisis and an emergency, we have 10 years just for the meat part of it. So walk me through this. Are we going to slaughter all the cows? Are we going to not breed more cattle? Um, Is it the cattle that are the problem, or is it us and our gas from the Well, they want to reduce methane, but also if we get rid of the cattle, that would free up land to be returned to natural forest. Ah. Which pays nothing, uh, except you pay it because Mm -hmm. of the high taxes. Uh, In a letter to the Lancet Planetary Health Journal, the researchers call on countries to declare a time frame for peak livestock. Just remember, we had peak oil. We seem to have survived that. Right, right. right. After which production would not increase. Hmm. Negotiators are at a U.N. climate summit in Madrid, hoping to make progress towards ambitious new climate pledges. Okay, a B as in B, S as in S. I, I found myself last night putting down my book and watching a couple of documentaries on public television about dinosaurs. Okay. You watch oh. that? Yeah, I, 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 I love that kind of stuff. I didn't make it through it. Okay, but, but here's the point I wanted to make. There's a coal company in the country of Colombia, mm-hmm. South America, where they've, uh, you know, they've, they've stripped, they've stripped <laughs> sure. the coal from the earth, and mm-hmm. now there's a, a giant bowl that, that geologists love to walk through because they're finding fossils. Mm. And last night they were able to find a fossil that led them to the discovery of the largest ever snake that could have existed on Earth. 
And it was all well done. It was all credible. And they show how they measure it and how they uh, project from the finding of vertebrae, how big the thing Mm. would have been. And they also found the largest crocodile on Earth. And they said that the crocodile and the snake uh, survived the extinction of the dinosaurs and lived in what then was a rainforest where this coal companies mm-hmm, now sure. and they said this is hundreds of millions of years ago okay. they said the rainforest then was four degrees warmer than it is now Whoops. these are the same people if they were questioned by the bbc on climate change would be all aboard they didn't understand the irony of pointing out that hundreds of millions of years ago the rainforest was four degrees warmer than it is today and and thus were these these hmm. incredible creatures uh existed how and, big was the snake <laughs> 45 feet long. Holy crap. Hey, Larry, I no, found a no, large no. serpent while digging. <laughs> and about as big around as a Volkswagen. Wow. wow. Yo, I'm, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Uh, but I, and they kept talking about the changes in Earth. Uh-huh. The climate changes. Well, of course they change. You Pliocene age and the other ages. These are all right. naturally occurring things. Right. But we got to stop eating meat in 10 years because we're in a crisis. Did you watch No, this? we're not in a crisis. <laughs> Did you watch the documentary and just get angry? No, I became bemused. Oh, okay. I, I said I made a note to myself to mention it on the show today that I'm hearing nothing but incredible evidence from academics telling me how much they are willingly and cheerfully acknowledging the changes the earth went through mm-hmm. to the point where the rainforest in South America was four degrees warmer than it is today. And you have these foofs around the world saying, we've got to limit the temperature increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius because uh, if, if we don't, we're going to melt. We're going to die. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, Just we're not. the land use explanation alone is is got me PO'd. I'm I'm already angry about that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're these people fantasizing that we're going to just turn it back to natural grassland. Well, who's who's going to own, own that property? You know, slobs like us, we want to buy 40 acres, but then we want to somehow make that 40 acres pay for at least the taxes. Right. You know, even if I can pay cash for the 40 acres, how do I get out of paying the taxes? Again, a positive note from the same news outlet, CNN, that would not waste a second telling us how dire the consequences are for us uh, earthlings Mm -hmm. because we're ruining the earth. Uh, Scientists have discovered 71 new species this year. I love that when we do that. We're discovering new species. And uh, we got a fish called Wakanda. Okay. And we got insects and bugs and lizards and geckos and sea slugs and flowers. And deep sea coral and freaky spiders and uh, skates. Skates are fish that look like rays. Many can be found off the Falkland Islands, living at depths of nearly nearly 2,000 feet. They're also cut into steaks or fermented in Korea, but some of the species end up in markets. Uh, May actually be a newly discovered species called Dipturus lamalia. Anyway, the point is, there's stuff out there. Where Wakanda at? You know how we're told we're losing the birds? Yeah. I watched another thing last night on the Animal you Channel. You a lot of extra time. Yeah, it was one of those dead nights. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? I didn't get to the store. Yeah. I, you know, no I just, hockey. No, nothing. Right. You know. <laughs> so, so I'm watching this guy. Uh, he's South African. His name's Forrest somebody. And he was in search of the uh, ivory-billed woodpecker, which is thought to be extinct. And he was in the Louisiana Bayou country scouring and setting up feeding and, and, and trail cameras and 
This is the kind of guy that would walk into a swamp and pick up a snake, and he kept uh, admiring the uh, admiring the habitat there would be perfect for the ivory-billed woodpecker, uh, which he never found, by the way, during the show. Hmm. But my point being, we're told that we're losing birds. At one point, they send up a small drone to see if they can see any woodpeckers, and thousands upon thousands of birds uh miffed by the presence of this drone flew out of the trees were flying around like crazy we got birds they didn't hit any tall buildings down there we're okay or u.s bank stadium (laughs) yeah we're okay Mm -hmm. we got birds and we have new species we lose some we gain some and the rainforest was four degrees warmer 100 million years ago than it is today and the climate has always changed and uh always will say uh Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Every year that I shoot a deer, bragging up front, which is every year, I split the rewards with my longtime pal Stag, who almost never shoots a deer. Over the years, we've taken the venison to more butcher shops than I care to count. Stag, uh, Stag, the ever hard to satisfy meat lover, has never really been completely happy with the results. Oh, there's some who make good ring sausage, but their brats don't make it, etc., etc. We've been searching for a one-stop shop that can do it all. Well, tomorrow, Stag and I are heading up to see Spencer Grunhofer. The venison is going from Mabel, Minnesota to Hugo and Grunhofer's. It's feeling like the night before a holy-like pilgrimage north in search of the grail of meat cutters. My virgin run to Grunhofer's. Mm. I'll send a follow-up review or two as the consumption progresses. P.S. I'd leave a tube of summer sausage with Spencer for you guys if you promise to share. And P.S. I'll use my own directions, Joe. No need for your help. (laughs) He's talking, of course, about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, where Spencer has just added beef brisket, bacon and blue cheese burgers, and this in addition to choice bone-in and boneless prime roast, double-smoked hams, choice tenderloin, smoked salmon, land chops, and roasts, pickled herring, and here's what you do. You call this number, you're getting to the city desk Boom. at the world's best meat palace. You're going to get to the city desk at Grunhofer's. You know what you're going to tell them? You want a gift box put together. 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. They will help you put together a uh, gift basket of the most wonderful meat that the GLers have ever discovered from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat, north side of Hugo on Highway 61. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So, if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Man you'll never see eating at a place named after a ranch, hunt, or corral. Joe Souchere. He's got that right. 
<laughs> that was uh, Joe. Joe sent those in. He sent in a couple, actually, and a couple for Kenny, too. Here's Johnny Height. Thanks, Joe. Uh, before I do news, if I may, uh, it's week four of the Fret Club. Uh, it came out today at 11. You can uh, go to podcast1.com, put in the Fret Club in the search. Uh, it'll pull them all up for you. Who are we listening to today? Uh, today, it's Dave Alvin. Uh, of the Blasters? Dave Alvin of the Blasters. Dave. Uh, oh, right. Dave's been around many years. He was uh, with the Blasters, one of, I think, the best rock and roll bands from the 1980s. Then he joined X after that. Uh, spent some time with X, now makes brilliant Americana albums, which uh, in the old days uh, we just called rock and roll, mix of R&B and country and folk and all that good stuff. Uh, the interview f- uh, with him is t- from 2000 when he had a new album out. And uh, I talked to him with the Blasters and X. He was uh, just a, a loud, roaring, you know, guitarist, rock and roll guitarist. He's quite subtle now compared to that. He said the reason he got better was uh, folks he was playing with on the road. And then over the past decade... Um Touring. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of gigs, uh, acoustic gigs, with people like uh, Kelly Joe Phelps sure. and Chris Smither. Mm-hmm. And they would go out and open the show, and I would just be sitting backstage, you know, <laughs> trying to slip my wrist, <laughs> you know, because you know, these guys are virtuosos. Sure. And, uh, and I just, you know, I told myself, before I die, I at least want to be, you know, I, I may not be as How whacked was he? He was very tired. In fact, the interview starts with him telling us he was on the road the night before. Oh, boy. Got home about 4 in the morning, and I think we talked about 10 in the morning. So he was tired. But he was He's got the good pipes, though. He's very funny and very droll, so he he actually does some jokes uh, in that same Wonderful. Very enjoyable. I I didn't realize he spent time with X. Yeah, he replaced, uh, uh, what's his name, Johnny uh, Zoom, right? uh, Billy, wasn't it? Billy Zoom. But only briefly. Uh, briefly, yeah. It was not long. It wasn't long. Yeah, for a year or two. The bla- he tells some really funny stories, too. The Blasters were a great band uh, in the 80s. He and his brother were uh, and constantly fighting. Typical band stuff. And he tells great stories about his brother wouldn't let him write songs with minor chords. And it's, I've it's always kind of thought of him as kind of a cowboy, punker type of badass outlaw R&B. guy. I think, yeah, I think that's a, gr- a great yeah, definition. Yeah. And R&B. Uh, it, yeah, thanks. Thefredclub.com. No, the Fred podcast1.com. Uh, uh, and I've been waiting ever since you brought up his name for something, any kind of input at all from Matthew. Matthew, do you have anything for us about this? Uh, table talk with Rookie's oh. family. We discussed uh, government <laughs> See, oppression and the retreat of democracies. Wow. Very and then serious. what Gabe's favorite breakfast meal is. See, I, I didn't see that coming down Highway 61. Okay. I thought it was going to be a Chipmunks reference. Oh. And news, public safety has been a big focus of the St. Paul budget process for weeks, with Mayor Melvin Carter asking several communities for input on his supplemental budget proposal. It was incorporated into the final $636 million budget approved by the City Council on Wednesday. Council President Amy Brendamon Council members Chris Talbert, Mitra Jalili Nelson, and Rebecca Noker voted in support. Council members Dai Tao, Jane Prince, and Kasim Basuri voted against it. The final tally, four 
to three. The budget will eliminate five sworn positions within the police department, a decision that comes as city leaders wait for a staff report on policing. A supplemental public safety budget proposal from the mayor funds several initiatives. Those include community ambassadors, mental health co-responders, and employment programs for youth who have interacted with the justice system. The, uh, city. Interacted with the just, justice yeah. is a yeah. great euphemism. You yeah. mean thugs who got arrested? So they got arrested, yeah, yeah basically, is, is all that. <laughs> but I if mean. this is Positive Thursday, are we to find a sliver of a ray of hope that there was a four to three vote on the St. Paul City Council where they didn't just all vote unanimously? Prince, Basuri, and Tal represent uh, constituencies that can't afford property tax increases, so they're acting on behalf of of their constituencies ah. as opposed to acting on behalf of the salon. So, yes, that was a ray of hope. A very small that, uh, tax increase Joe talked about. Uh, City Council approving a 5.85% property tax levy increase. Uh, average homeowners would pay about 91 bucks uh, more. Nothing. That's just a little bump. Yeah. Roll it out. Just a little bump. <laughs> Roll it out. Wait until next year. Sure. <laughs> and as Joe also said, Tao voted against it. He says he argued the city could have avoided the increase by using available funds more wisely and not taxing people who can't afford it. That's right. Meanwhile, the Minneapolis City Council passed a $1.6 billion budget that includes a 6.95 property tax increase. That's the largest in a decade. Hey, you guys can stop laughing at me now, Kenny. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going down, I think, up where I live. Carver County's right behind uh, Hennepin, by the way. The extra police recruiting class means the city could add as many as 30 new police officers, depending on the number of graduates in each of three classes. Serious question. What what was already the Hennepin County property tax? If it's going up almost 7%. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean, what was it? It's different for every house. No, I. but what was the percentage? I don't know. Question. I don't know. Okay. Police are looking into uh, a, a social media threat at New Ulm High School. According to New Ulm Police, the department received a tip from the FBI office in Mankato Tuesday afternoon regarding a threat at the school. On Wednesday, police conducted an investigation, learned a threat had occurred. A suspect student removed is cooperating with officials. A criminal investigation in the matter remains ongoing. President Trump insisting on Thursday he committed no crime, speaking out hours before the House Judiciary Committee was set to vote on articles of impeachment, alleging the president abused his power and obstructed Congress. Uh, the president spent his early morning hours posting his thoughts and retweeting dozens of supporters and allies. Abuse of power can mean anything that you mm-hmm. wanted to. You, you didn't pardon the turkeys in time. <laughs> That's an abuse it's of power. Coming, it might come to that. A Twitter spat between the president and Greta Thunberg. Oh, my God. Will this go away, please? The president uh, going after Greta on Thursday for being named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. He tweeted, so ridiculous, Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta. Chill. Thunberg quickly changed her Twitter profile to read, a teenager working on her anger management problem, currently chilling and watching a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Trump, who was named Person of the Hilarious. Year. That's They'll end up being best buddies. Trump? <laughs> well, I hadn't thought about that, but it could potentially it, you know, happen. You know, weirder things have yeah. happened lately. Yeah. I was just thinking the president got fished in. He got hooked. I yeah, mean, why is he even paying attention yeah, to well, him? He's, why not ignore him? Remember, he complained a lot. He was named Time Person of the Year in 2016 when he got elected. And then the next two years, he thought he should have been time person of the year, and he tweeted about that both years. <laughs> oh, that, why? Why okay. am I not time person okay. of the year? So, all right. 
One other Trump note, Chris Wallace not making friends with his Fox News colleagues with comments Wednesday night. Wallace, widely admired for breaking ranks from Fox colleagues by putting tough questions to administration officials, delivered a stinging critique of the U.S. president at an event celebrating the First Amendment. Wallace said to applause at the museum, a media museum in Washington, I believe that President Trump is engaged in the most direct, sustained assault on freedom of the press in U.S. history. He's done everything he can to undercut the media, to try and delegitimize us. That's tough to say. Delegitimize us. And I think his purpose is clear to raise doubts when we report critically about him and his administration being trusted. Uh, Back to the uh, president's critique of Greta Thunberg. Uh, Many of his haters are on the Twitter world today pointing out that this is coming from the family who was disgusted that Baron Trump was mentioned uh, during judicial hearings on impeachment and that um, Mrs. Trump uh, demanded that Barron should be allowed his privacy and it was unconscionable that he was mentioned. There's a big difference. Barron Trump is private. He's not made himself a public figure. Greta Thunberg has done everything possible to put herself in the public eye. It's a big difference. I I think Trump uh, might have left her alone, but, but the... But the contrast to his son doesn't hold up. And there's been lawsuits uh, fought and won and lost over that distinction, who you can and cannot talk about in the press and on radio and TV shows. And the general public, uh, not known to others, we pretty much have to leave them alone. We can't just pick right. out a guy on the street and we know his name right. and start in on him because he'll have a case against us. And this us. show has always had a no kids policy, <clears throat> correct? Uh, the kids of public figures. But... Uh, Greta Greta has legitimately made herself a mm-hmm. public figure. That's right. why she exists. She wants to be a public figure. Yeah. Well, we can rip Tom in building services. He's fair game. Uh, yeah. 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 Because he pops his head well, in here. And you know what? We're going to turn him into a public figure. <laughs> right. The founder of a Baltimore-based real estate company that will dole out $10 million in Christmas bonuses to its 198 employees said Thursday he wanted to do something special for everybody. Wow. Ed St. John's, the founder and chairman of St. John Properties, said the idea came about after the company reached its goal of developing 20 million square feet of commercial, retail, and office space in eight states. So, what is that, 50 grand? About an employee? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Exactly. She whiz. 2005, he said, we achieved our first goal of 10 million square feet. We set another goal of 20 million square feet. And since it took 35 years to get the first one, we figured it's probably going to take 30 years to get the second one. We don't have 30 years. There's a crisis. That's true. Well, yeah, they didn't take 30 years. Right. They got to it. Well, this because year. in 10 so. years, you got to quit eating meat. St. John's <laughs> changing the subject. Yeah, and listen to the damn story, yeah. will you? I am. St. I read the story. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Do you, uh, oh boy, is there a follow news? up with. Um, any type of announcement from the boss here? That, <laughs> well, do you have any? Well, not, I didn't know if we were going to pair that up. Each employee. We're all looking at you right yeah, now. Yeah, everybody's got, staring, what you staring at you. you know, I'm looking at has. the floor. Here's what he has. <laughs> here you go. Each employee at St. John Properties, a mid-Atlantic commercial real estate firm, will get an average of $50,000. The bonuses will be paid, though, based on the number of years each employee had been with the company. So the longer you've been with, the bigger the bonus. Hmm. St. John revealed the news at the firm's annual holiday party over the weekend. Is everyone else picturing the scene from Reno 911 where they all think they won the lottery? (laughs) (laughs) Guys with the flashing gold teeth. I have a question about this story. Will you guys? Uh, let's see if you have the same question. Florida man who was found partially eaten by an alligator earlier this year 
instead uh, did not die from that, but he died from a meth overdose, well, not sure. the gator attack. 45-year-old Michael Ford was found dead in a canal near Fort Meade. Someone had reported seeing a piece of the man's body in a nearby alligator's mouth and called authorities. Well, wait a minute. So did he die of meth and then the alligator that's, ate him? That's correct. That's yes. what's okay. being contended. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the county medical examiner's office confirmed he died of methamphetamine intoxication. The apparent cause of death was drowning pending toxicology results. An investigator said he had lacerations and other injuries on his body because of the alligator. After the man's body was discovered, the FWC trapped and killed the alligator. Uh, they found that Ford's hand and foot were inside the reptile's stomach, mm. but the medical examiner said it looks like the alligator, which weighed about 450 pounds and was around 12 feet long, attacked Ford after he died. Now, okay. I had a question when I first well, yeah. yeah. Where do our sensibilities lie? <laughs> nope. you're, you're nope. qu- I can guess your question. Go ahead. You're wondering if the alligator got high. Boom! Yeah. Kenny hit it right on the nose. I, that's the I first actually thing I must tell you that I wondered the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a legitimate question. What, how would that affect the alligator? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a lot of meth. There's that's been, a big alligator. There's though. been yeah. poisons that have been outlawed. Um, our country, uh, us, us country folk, can't use them because if the animal that you poison dies and another animal comes oh. along and eats it, that animal itself uh, will also die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of why I thought that. Hmm. So when we'll, you uh, we'll never know. massacred those rats, you weren't able to do a... Uh, next story, John. <laughs> yes, moving right along. Next story, John. In a recent report from the New York Post, a roundup of live Christmas tree vendors around New York City showed some varieties are being sold at rates as high as... $6,500. Well, who's the idiot would pay that? Well, other sellers price select trees in the eight fifty dollars to $2,000 range. One of them balsams. Fraser wow. firs are the particularly pricey species. They're currently experiencing a shortage due to farmers in North Carolina having not planted as many trees during the 2008 recession. Since the plants take about 10 years to mature, fewer are now available. I wonder if they grow in Minnesota. Remember the great story we had about the kid who sold Wayne Gretzky's Christmas tree? Yes. Yeah. And they had to take it up to Wayne's place, and Wayne was just as normal as could be. Exactly. Yeah, it was great. And he left the guy up. He went down to the maintenance guy to get the hammer or right. whatever, right. and he left him with Janet up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the heftiest uh, 6,500. Right. I couldn't believe my luck. <laughs> the great one goes downstairs, and Janet walks in thinking I'm Wayne. The heftiest $6,500 price tag was found at Soho Trees, which has seven stands throughout Manhattan. Despite the cost, a sales manager told the outlet they now sold out of the 20-foot Frasers, even at $6,500 apiece. They went mostly to customers with penthouses or building lobbies to outfit that that's, price. That's just obscene. <coughs> the, I like you this You buy a forest for that. The price includes delivery and installation. Oh. Installation? 12 years to grow six to seven feet. I still haven't discovered. They grow way better in the southern part of the United States, but uh, I might be planting a whole bunch of Fraser furs <laughs> next year if, if I can get the right. Uh, you guys, uh, do you ever think you're having a bad day? Yeah, pretty much every day. This uh-huh. is from Chief Offsite <laughs> Correspondent Kelsey. Having a bad day? Oh. If anyone is having a bad day, December, oh, I'm sorry, if anyone is having a bad day, remember that today in 1976, Ronald Wayne sold his 10% stake in Apple for 800 bucks. Oh. Now it's worth $58,065,210,000. Oh. Wow. 
So you're not having a bad day. That's like that Larry David movie where he he got out of the car company right before the car company made it big. So what he did is he took Joe and Pat's piping hot stock tip and sold his Apple stock for 800 bucks. (laughs) Is that the same one with Chicago? That's the same movie. Love it. From from my home state, uh, Dickinson, North Dakota, school board meeting this week, representatives of Little People of America a nonprofit organization that provides support, resources, and information to people with dwarfism and their families, asked the board, school board to consider dropping what they consider to be an offensive name for the school's mascot. Uh, it has been, uh, since I was there and lived there, the Midgets, the Dickinson <laughs> yep. oh. Midgets. Yep. Samantha Rayborn Trubick, a representative with Little People of America, opened their request to the board with a simple message. She said, I want to make it clear we're not here to come and force you to change. We're not trying to force anything upon you. We just really want to give you our perspective and our point of view. You can make the decision on your own. The first pre- uh, person to speak was a member of the public, Daryl Payne, who asked the board to think twice before changing. He said, what is the meaning of the word midget? According to the dictionary, it says a small human being or small, and it's not a derogatory word or demeaning. We're all God's children, whether you're big, small, tall, it doesn't matter. To mean it means strength, and also be proud of the mascot for what it represents. Have they eliminated midgets from hockey? The, I the term so. they I, did. Okay. I believe so. I think they still use it in racing. Uh, it has nothing to do with uh, humans. It's no. midget cars. Yeah, size yeah. of the car. Yeah. 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 Well, the board didn't make any decisions. They did instruct the district to get community input on the matter and report back to them with findings. No timeline, esta- timeline established for the input, nor was any guidance issued on the methodology for the survey. Guys, you're under two weeks. The deadline is approaching, Ooh. Christmas Day. Uh, you've got to get to RF Molar Jeweler. They've been doing this for 68 years. And imagine the smiles they put on faces on people on Christmas morning who realize that they just got a keepsake that's going to be passed down from generation to generation. And uh, beginning the 13th, which is tomorrow, December 13th, uh, the uh, jewelry will be on sale at the Dinosaur and the Ford and Cleveland store in St. Paul, a sale of colored gemstone jewelry. This means sapphires, rubies, emeralds, even some gemstones you likely haven't heard of before. All things she will love. All colored gemstone jewelry is 50, 15 to 25% off during these days. And again, this is at the Dinah store, 50th in France and the St. Paul flagship store at Ford and Cleveland. Uh, for guys uh, like me, GLers, this is one-stop shopping. This is where you finish your shopping, save your sorry behind, <laughs> and you get it home with a great gift wrapping, and it'll be loved forever. This is at rfmolarjeweler.com, and don't forget there's a uh, uh, sales underway also at the Gavaday Common location in downtown Minneapolis, and find out more at rfmolar.com. This seems to happen every year or somewhere about this time. This year it's in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. A woman was arrested at a local Walmart for shoplifting while the store was filled with police. It was the Shop with a Cop program going on at the Uniontown Walmart. That's uh, helped to make the holidays brighter for those less fortunate. State police were there. They were joined by police from Masontown Borough and the Fayette County Sheriff's Department, all in the Walmart store. With so many police in the store, you wouldn't think anybody would try anything suspicious, but one woman made the mistake of trying to rob the store while all those police were in there. The Troop B wrote on Twitter, Tip for the evening, when your local Walmart is hosting a shop with a cop event and the store is filled with officers, that might not be the time to try and walk out of the store with a shopping cart full of merchandise that you did not pay for. 32-year-old Sonny Ray Firestone 
was arrested for cool retail name. theft. Yeah. Sonny Ray. Right, Did you guys see the video of the two women at a Target? I think it was Blaine on Black Friday. They were confronted about shoplifting by a, a I'm assuming no. a, a Target employee. It was, and the employee got maced yeah. by oh, the two women. Yes, it yeah. wasn't Target. Is that oh, where the lady no. filled up a plastic bag with gas? No, God, no. no. no How about that though? Completely unbelievable. It wasn't a Target, Johnny. Berlin I used paper bag. No time. Okay. Three conversations going on yes, right there was. here. John, where was the theft at? Burlington Coat Factory in Northtown. Now, let's. In Blaine. In order for people to please stop tweeting us and please <laughs> stop sending us email, you two talk about the bag of gas. Well, it's going around on Twitter. Someone filmed a woman at a gas station filling a plastic bag with gasoline. That's, that's the extent of it. She's a moron. And she labored pretty hard yeah. to double bag it, spilled some no, gas, yeah. and then put it in her trunk. True GLers, true GLers know that this is fake, yep. and it's a setup because that gasoline would melt that plastic bag before she even got it in mm-hmm. her trunk. Mm-hmm. And you could triple bag it, and it would just go right through. Gas and plastic do not mix. I and GLers not, already I, knew that. I didn't know that. I, the I gas lost. would act as a solvent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Solvent. We'll be back and solve more of your We're problems. I'm going for that. We're solventers. <laughs> Uh, I got an email from our guy, Big John, and he says, Reeves, check this out. Uh, Mrs. Big John and I lived on 15th Avenue North and 3rd Street in Hopkins. Last Saturday afternoon, we went to a movie at the Man Theater, a cousin of Rookies Highland and Grandview in Hopkins. After the movie, about 6.30, we went next door to 30 Bales for dinner, had a wait of just under 15 minutes, so we had a beer, Liftbridge Brown Ale for me at the bar. After being seated, I introduced myself to my new best friend, Todd. After exchanging GL authentication pleasantries, I enjoyed the Big Blue Bacon Burger. Damn. While Mrs. John, Mrs. Big John, excuse me, savored the steak salad. When I mentioned Reavers, the Jacks remote, and the fun that it was, he said 30 bales is possibly thinking about an opener of some type on GL, which we are. We are thinking about that. Right. But uh, thank you, Big John, for uh, for going to uh, 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. Go online, check out their entire menu. Their happy hour is 3 to 6, Tuesday through Friday. They have a number of $5 items, including all of their draft beer. Their brunch on the weekend is spectacular. From 9 a.m. till 2 p.m., 30bales.com is the website. Check it out today. Uh, To acknowledge our great emails, Tim writes, political zealots are becoming more creative in attacking oil companies. This is a positive story. The New York Attorney General sued ExxonMobil, alleging that the company had misled investors about the risks of climate change. The Manhattan Supreme Court ruled that the Attorney General had failed to produce any evidence that investors were misled. Uh, I heard you guys mention Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you! I heard you guys mention Fargo when talking about the places with the country's tallest buildings and living right across the river in Moorhead wanted to weigh in. While Fargo may not have the tallest buildings, they sure are trying to. The revitalization of downtown Fargo has been at the top of the city leaders' to-do list for years. The Block 9 Tower, currently under construction, is a big part of that and is being built a block west of the current tallest building, which is the Radisson Tower. They have set up a pay-as-you-go bike system and restriped the roads to provide bike lanes while taking two-lane traffic in both directions down to one lane each way. 
I often like it to be a wannabe Minneapolis downtown on a much smaller scale. I worked in downtown Fargo for 11 years and have noticed decline in the atmosphere over the past few years due to the changes, as it sounds the same has been happening in Minneapolis. I'm currently seeking employment elsewhere and can't wait to not have to deal with this anymore. I have attached a link on the project and a couple of pictures I took today for reference. Good luck, Tyler Morehouse in Moorhead. Uh, okay, Kenny, uh, listening to the podcast yesterday, I heard Kenny give his reason for not voting. Yeah. His reason is that in his district, he is completely outnumbered by Democrats, and, and so his vote won't make a dent in the results. However, there is much more attention paid to the national vote totals lately. Democrats use the argument that Hillary won the national popular vote and thus the Electoral College doesn't reflect the will of the people. This argument will be used every election until the Democrats get their way to abolish the Electoral College. So in that sense, Kenny's vote does matter. If Kenny and others like him vote, they narrow or close the gap between candidates and the national popular vote and stymie the argument that the Electoral College should be done away with. The Electoral College was brilliant by our founding fathers and should be maintained. Pastor Jeremy Glowicki in Jordan, Minnesota. Right. Uh, let's see. Just are, are we? Am I supposed to respond to that? Not really. No, okay. I think it was just a good email. Because I'd rather respond to the Fargo thing. Uh, you may. Yeah. All right. Doesn't matter. matter. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Have Hail ray of hope ready. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I'm offering you a potential ray of hope as I found this letter posted to our Neighborhood Watch social media group. Somebody posted a letter that was handwritten by a presumably new and teenage driver who slid on the ice last weekend and demolished her mailbox. I would love to attach a screenshot of it, but this form of message from the website does not allow that. The letter is written as follows. Hi, my name is Josh. I was the one who hit your mailbox earlier this morning. I am sorry that it happened, and I am trying to get in contact with you to repay my debt. You can reach me at, and he gave a phone number, Sincerely, Josh. The person who posted this, the homeowner who owns the mailbox, wanted all to know how impressed they were that this young man had the maturity to own up to his mistakes and write them a letter. Raising four kids myself in this culture of immaturity, that was a true breath of fresh air for me. It has shown that not everyone and not every parent is sending the culture to hell. It starts with parents. As a parting note, I wanted to let you know that I recently saw a bumper sticker on the back of a Prius that stated, I break for interesting cloud formations. Yeah, right below this beautiful sticker that. was a huge dent from presumably a rear ending. I couldn't <laughs> help but smile. Keep it up. Anders in Coon Rapids. Anders. It's Anders. And I have a question. No, it's Anders. He specifically pointed oh, out that okay. it's Anders, and I don't like to be challenged by your immaturity. <laughs> it says oh, Anders. Jesus pronounce Christ. Anders. Please don't foghorn it. It's Norwegian why, for Andrew. Then why didn't you read that? I forgot to. Okay. I do have a serious question for you, though. Um, in this state, can you hit a parked car, do damage, leave a note with all your information, and then take off? Why or, not? Or will, I, I, I think that's what we all would do, but I think that I've heard that that's illegal. And I don't know that. It, and it's a leaving the scene of a crash type I'll of situation. i check with some of my sources here. Please do. I don't know. Uh but we, as GLers, we obviously would live uh, leave a uh, note. Joe, loyal listener, I've lived in Phoenix now for 20 years and only need to drive two hours to see snow. We lived in the Twin Cities in 1991 at the time of the Halloween storm. I was on my way home from Fargo that infamous day and was being chased by that storm. I had yet to purchase a snowblower, so I stopped in St. Cloud 
and purchased a seven-horse two-stage blower on my way home. The three days following that storm, I ran five gallons of gas through a seven-horse engine. Wow. At, one time, the neighbor, at one time, the neighbors and myself had a minimum of four blowers going. There were a few adult beverages consumed. Since I had the only 4 by 4 in the neighborhood, my vehicle was designated as the official gas and libation delivery unit, driven by the GL Wives Support League, the GLWSL. We cleared our Blaine neighborhood by ourselves, including every, drive, every driveway. I was sore for a week, but a good sore. If you want something done, do it yourself. That's a lot of gas. Well, it was Man. a lot of snow. I can answer my own question, Joe. Stay. It's the law. Leaving the scene of an accident is against the law in every state and will be considered a hit and run. Can mm-hmm. I please share a, a breaking item? Yeah. Uh, I unfortunately, it's a podcast. Well, that's true. But uh, the mayor, Jacob Fry, yeah. just posted something on his Facebook account that I think needs to be shared with the GL audience. All right. <clears throat> he... Uh, Posted Greta Thunberg, winning time, person of the year. And the caption read as the following. It's a crime that students have had to demand that we take the climate crisis seriously. But thanks to their work, there's more work being done and more reason than ever to hopefully or to be hopeful for bold climate action. Thank you, Greta. I never thought I would admit witness. This is the mayor of the city of Minneapolis. I never thought I'd witness such mass delusion. I, I mean, I'm being entirely serious. I, I never thought I would see half of humanity fall apart and actually seize upon a belief that they can control the temperature. He equates this as the same problem to people being mugged on light rail. He thinks they're both the, the biggest problems in Minneapolis. And continues to no, ignore the crimes, shootings, and deaths yep. no, he's over getting, north. Well, at least he's trying to get more cops. That is true. I will give him credit there. He is at least trying to get more cops in the streets. Uh, David Bliss, the philosopher, he writes in yesterday's podcast, you asked why our ancestors settled in Minnesota. After much research, I have uncovered how, and more importantly, why Minnesota was settled. The first settlers arrived in Minnesota in the spring. They looked around at the beautiful trees and lakes and said, this place is a paradise. We have food via fish in the lakes, lumber to build homes, and fertile farmland. Let's stay here. Spring passed into summer, and the, uh, and the settlers further noticed the beauty of this land. Nice. They swam in the lakes when they took breaks from building their new homes. Their horses were well-fed in the lush bounty of nature. They knew that they had made the right decision concerning where to settle. Summer turned to fall, and the new land became a wonder. Nice. The leaves changed into vibrant shades. It was almost as if the colors came to them. Never had the settlers seen such beauty. As they harvested their crops and gave thanks for beautiful and bountiful land they now called home. Fall changed into winter. The wagons froze to the ground. It was too late. They were stuck. <laughs> and that's why they stayed in Minnesota. Ain't that the truth? Oh, and Sanibel Jim, who really loves to stick it to yes, us. Yes, he does. He yeah. loves to stick it to us. But he always waits till there's a snowfall. Well, the snow front is missing us again, Joe, so we decided to go boating. When heading out into the Gulf, we passed a motorized tiki bar. Oh. We're going to rent it sometime soon. It seats six at the bar and comes with a bartender and captain. It's BYOB, and that includes food, and we don't have to pedal it. What? When you guys do your show from Fort Myers Beach, I'll rent the damn thing, and we'll become a raiding party of beer-swilling pirates along the beach. <laughs> so Sanibel Jim. It's hard. basically a, a pedal pub on the water? Right there. 
I want that gig right, right to be there. that bartender. It's not you? a pedal pub. It's powered by it looks. It's a pontoon boat with an outboard well, motor with a th- tiki roof. Th- wow. Thank you. I got that. I just meant it's the. It's similar though. Yeah. You, you rent it out. Correct. You just tool around yeah. on it. Yeah. How want. did he find out we were thinking about going there? Did, did you guys bring it up? I've only brought it up a hundred times, and he's a regular uh, emailer, and we talk, and the whole deal. He's Randy Wayne White. Yeah. Randy Wayne White just came out with a new book. Oh. I just got it today in the mail. The okay. author's proof. Yep. Uh, I think that uh, you know, in order to interview Randy, well, yeah, right, for I mean, author's should, corner, sometimes yeah. should we interview to, him at home? Comes to you, right? And do the uh, do the show from Doc Ford's? How about the club? That'd be fun. What or, club? Or the club? The Usepa Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Usepa Club. That's pretty nice. Mm-hmm, uh, from uh, the finest in blue, uh, an anonymous mole here. Minnesota law requires that you leave a note stating your insurance carrier and policy number and a way to get a hold of you, and you must be truthful. If you do, then you meet the state requirements and can leave without repercussions. Oh, well, that's better than my uh, answer. Yeah, so that's I think great. it sounds like there's some gray area. That's as long as you leave legitimately your information. Well, yeah, of course I would. Joe Souchere and uh, phone right. number. number two, Geico. It's uh, amazing how many people will not do that, though. Yeah, that's shifting. The uh, CP's car has been hit numerous times, and there's never been a note. Yeah, that's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. That, I'm always just... at, I mean, locks are for honest people, but I'm always thinking that there's a CC camera, CCTV camera somewhere right. that right. is. So, I'm in other words, caught. your honesty is only enforced by a camera. No, no, no. Oh, that's what you just said. <laughs> no, no, I'm assuming that. I guess I did say that. But I <laughs> yes, would you leave, did. I would leave a note all the time, but on top of that, I would assume that. They could see me, so fear of trying to get away would, would make me do that. I'm, I'm Catholic. That's what would guilt ridden. We're going to be back in just a moment. You say potato, he says potato. You say microbial, he says microbial. He's oh, Joe Souchere. <laughs> he is. That was, uh, that's from Richard. Perfect. Say, Tim Bloom at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61, wants GLers to know. Uh, they say the secret word. They listen to the podcast. They're still getting the Black Friday treatment right through Christmas. And right now, the kids' ATV selection is incredible. Woo! Great Christmas gifts. Ten different youth models in stock, ready to go. And GLers get a free helmet with every gas ATV. $100 off all electric bikes right now. That's on top of the year-end prices currently available. $100 off all in-stock scooters on top of the year-end sale prices. Tremendous sales, tremendous service. This is a really a neat store, and uh, they've got your winter taken care of with the full line of Yamaha snowmobiles, ATVs, and crossovers. And uh, GL listeners only can take advantage of the Black Friday prices right now by mentioning the podcast. That's on top of all the other money mm-hmm. you're going to save. Is that? All the other money you're going to save and do it the way Kenny said. You get the kid an ATV, a little teeny ATV. You hide it in the garage. You give the kid the helmet. The kid's going to say, "What? The, what's with the helmet? And he say, follow me. And then the kid sees the ATV and freaks out and goes nuts. It's fantastic. EcoFun Motorsports. Downtown Forest Lake, uh, Highway 61, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Say, uh, there's a uh, NFL game tonight that absolutely interests me. Because I've become a fan of these new era quarterbacks. 
Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Are you like Patrick uh, now Mahomes, you man. you you disappointingly enough, Reavers told me it's uh, the Jets at Baltimore. The Jets aren't much. No, the Jets are awful. But uh, you disappointingly told me that Lamar Jackson might not play. There's tonight. a chance he might not play tonight. He needs 23 yards to set the all-time historic rushing record for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He would eclipse Michael Vick. This kid is unbelievable. He is very good. Yeah. He is very good. And he's a different kind of guy than Mahomes. Well, what I like about him, too, is he doesn't seem like the kid that really wants the spotlight. He's just a normal kid. I, I, that's what I like and about him. And he wants, him. whenever I see interviews, all he cares about is he wants to win yes. the Super Bowl. Yes. Nothing about himself ever. Just Well, case in point. I was think it Mahomes a good kid, too? Yeah, he's yeah. also a good yeah. kid. But yeah. what I the thing I like about Jackson is it was a game earlier this year He's running out of bounds. He drills the camera, or not the camera guy, but the sound guy. Yeah. You know, with the big sound. And normally the players will just get up and go back to the huddle. Yeah. He helped the guy up, yep. picked up his camera, and then kind of br- brushed him off to make sure he was okay. Uh, well, that to me tells me he's a good engaged, kid. But, but yes. he's the kind of running quarterback that punishes whoever, who's ever trying to tackle mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He might as well be a linebacker mm-hmm. playing quarterback. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He, Holy he also makes a lot of guys with his moves look silly. Yes. He'll be like this, and suddenly he'll be by them. He right. has tremendous <laughs> Trip, right? Anyway, that's exactly. uh, that's. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because I'm always uh, I'm always anxious for a decent game because I'm in the football watching time of year for me. Well, right. You, might you can't weather. hang out outside. Yep. Yep. Are we getting weather in Baltimore too? That's a good point. Oh, I'd, have I'd have to check. I'd have to check. Oh, one more note here. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you. On yesterday's podcast, Kenny asked about driving in the winter 50 years ago versus today. I feel that people may be having more accidents due to the quality of cars being improved. The disparity of the technology of cars from the 80s today are the equivalent to a 1960s Cadillac compared to a buckboard wagon. (laughs) Heck, back in the double aughts of this century, the average car had traction control and anti-skid. If not standard, it wasn't uncommon. It was known that in winter weather, military recruiters would take out the frustrations of their job by test operating the traction control and rev limiters by a heavy left foot when the light would turn green and the anti-skid at the next light as it cycled to red. On advice from my counsel, respectfully invoke my rights under the Fifth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution on whether or not I participated in these activities. Could we have done this in the 80s? Nope. Back before computerized vehicles took over our lives, we had to actually pay attention to the road conditions, to how the vehicle was behaving. These days, we can sail along being blissfully ignorant of the road conditions. I contend that the people uh, that are too scared to drive are the ones who have exceeded their car's ability and are reduced to shaking, babbling idiots. Cheers, Keith D. Olson, Terry, Montana. Can you do that? Can you ignore the road conditions? I cannot. No, I don't I, ignore I, the road conditions. I can't drive on the glossy tire no. pass. It, no. it just drives me crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I always stagger myself, and I'm just obsessed with what I call my line. Yeah. Well, you, you know what you're trying to achieve? You're trying to achieve some purchase. You're trying yes. to have some tire purchase yes. on, on something essentially unplowed or yeah. untrampled. It's like when you're walking in an urban environment. Right. Uh you hope that if somebody didn't shovel their sidewalk, and there are many with Bernie Sanders signs up who <laughs> right. don't shovel their sidewalk, you hope at least that it hasn't become ice and it's snow. Right. You can mm-hmm. get purchase mm-hmm. on snow. Right. Yeah. Souchere's sense of snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you, Joe, you're, uh, we're, you know, the same age, roughly. Uh, do you remember? Will you quit saying roughly. In this, well, you're a little older. Yeah, in you're the, a little rougher. In the '70s, <laughs> I, the, when the cars, we didn't have great tires then, like we do now. Bryce, always, so we were always, uh, when I was a kid, it seemed like anyway in Mandan, and the streets weren't always clean. 
somebody always ended up not being able to get away from a stop sign or a stoplight or, or going into a little snow on the side. So every two blocks, as kids, we yep. were jumping out of the car and pushing push them out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It happened all the time. Right. <laughs> Reavers is looking at us like, we're wow. all the time, Chris. All the time. All the time. Yep. All the time. Fair football game, 39 degrees and clouds. Too. That's nothing. Dang it. No, it's too not. benign. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Uh, don't it. forget to visit the uh, Garage Logic store and get your GL gear before Christmas. We still have time, right? Oh, I think so. I think you got plenty but of time. I would act today. GarageLogic.com. And you can see where the uh, the click button bar is to order all of your Garage Logic merchandise. That will hopefully. Uh, arrive before Christmas Eve. Also, thanks to Stephen C. Anderson. Christmas together with Stephen C. That will be at the Cathedral Tuesday, December 17th at 7.30. A, uh, Go to eventbrite.com. And type in Stephen C. and it comes right up. We'll catch you next time. Garage Logic Podcast version. Thank you, Stephen C. and John Height.